Hi, we carry on with this uh, message of helps towards more effective preaching, and I'm going to pick up and just read verse three, uh, verse two again, of Second Corinthians chapter four, and where Paul just says this by the inspiration of the Spirit of God: We have renounced disgraceful ways, secret thoughts, feelings, desires, and underhandedness, the methods and arts that men hide through shame. We refuse to deal craftily, to practice trickery and cunning or to adulterate or handle dishonestly the word of God, but we state the truth openly, clearly, candidly, and so we commend ourselves in the sight and presence of God to every man's conscience. So this next little thing I want to say to you, if we're going to be effective in, in our, our ministries, our preaching, whatever it is that we're involved in, is we need to preach truth. That's what he's saying here, openly, candidly, clearly. Don't avoid the truths that people don't want to hear, but need to hear. Don't only emphasize positive and acceptable things and avoid things that appear sometimes to be negative. If God's for some things, he's also against some things. And it seems that most preachers today are seeming to drift towards only emphasizing the things God's for so that people can go home encouraged. But they're not changed if you avoid the other part, that the things that God wants us to avoid, that God's against sin in all sorts of shapes and forms and sizes, even sins that Christians commit. So preach all truth. That's the only way that God is able to work and change people the way he wants them to be. It's important. So have a clear conscience. The Word of God teaches things that God is for, yes, but he's also things against. So I'm going to ask you just to open your Bibles and read 2 Timothy chapter 4 with me. And I'm going to read from the NRV now. 2 Timothy chapter 4. And I'm going to just read the first five, uh, first five verses when it talks about um, what the Word of God should, should be doing. It says this in, in chapter 4, verses 1 through to 5 of 2 Timothy. In the presence of God and of, Jesus, of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. This is what God said to this young man. Young ministry, young apostle, helped other people in other churches, went out and ordained and helped and set people churches right. He said, preach the word. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Now, this is all that comes out of the word. The word helps us to be ready. No matter what comes our way, in and out of whatever, in season and out of season. But it also, the word, he goes on and says, correct. The word of God corrects. When we're off course, the word of God, when we preach the word of God, which he's saying, preach the word, the word of God corrects. But then it also goes on to say, and rebuke. The word of God rebukes. That rebuke means to say this is wrong. God doesn't want us doing these things. And then encourage, goes on to say that, with great patience, 
and, careful, and, and, and instruction. Why, he says, for the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine, instead to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't ever want to be found in that category of people, preaching what the people want to hear. I want to be found preaching what the people need to hear from God. And that'll be in his word. And then it goes on in verse 4, it says, They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of evangelists, discharge all your duties, all the duties of your ministry. And so you can read on if you want to. Prior to that, in the third, third chapter, he says this. He says, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil men and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you've learned and have become convinced of, because you know that those from whom you have learned it, and how from infancy you have known the Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through Christ, faith in Christ Jesus. All Scriptures God-breathed, and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So when we start to avoid preaching things that we've got to that people don't always want to hear, we deprive them of becoming men and women of God that can fulfill their ministries. It's the scriptures, they God breathed, every part of it. What God's for and what God's against, everything. So Please ask God in all of it, every part of your ministry, every part of your preaching, your counsel, whatever you're doing, ask God to help you to be faithful to his word. Be faithful to you. Help. We need, uh, linked to that is my, my fifth point, that we need an honest recognition and understanding that people have been blinded by the devil and by sin. And you'll see that in chapter 4, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3 and 4. That the God of this world has blinded them. He's, there's like scales on their eyes. They cannot, they're, not un, they're unable to see truth without the Spirit of God working in them. So we need an honest recognition and understanding that people are blinded by the devil and only God, not you, not your convincing words, not your pep talks, nothing. But God working by His Spirit and God's Spirit only testifies to truth. He bears witness to truth, and the Word of God is truth. To leave a lot of it out and only give one side is not giving the Word of truth. It needs all truth. Jesus is full of grace and truth. The law came by Moses, but grace and truth came through Christ. So, we need the Spirit of God to be working in and through them, and we won't do that if we're not convinced that they're actually spiritually blind and that no words of human ingenuity will ever be able to change them. So recognize, this is the next point, point six, recognize that God has to be involved in our preaching and in every single part of our ministry. You can look at chapter four, again, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6, and then read 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 7 through to 10 as well. I'm just having to let you read that for yourself. Time is going too quick. So that means we, we need to pray. 
We need to trust God to empower us, to bring revelation to our hearts and to their hearts. Revelation that results in transformation through His impartation. As Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2.4, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. So moving on quickly, preach Christ, not ourselves. That's what Paul says in the fifth verse of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse the fifth verse. Too often we fall into the trap of stories that exalt us and not Christ, that make us look good and detract from Jesus. And Jesus is the only one who is the real answer, God's answer, everything we need. Christ, preach Him as Lord, as Master, as Advocate, as Helper, as our Righteousness, our Saviour, everything, and ourselves as His servants, as the, the uh, Amplified Bible says, servants, slaves. And that will, re that will result in Christ's dependence in our hearers and not man dependence. So in order for that to happen, we've got to recognize our frailties. This is the point number eight. Our frailties, weaknesses and limitations and not try to hide them. In verse chapter 4, verse 7 of 2 Corinthians, Paul speaks about his, his frailties. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Um, and then, then and he tells us well, when, when we recognize our frailties, it's then that God gets all the glory. Read 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 34 yourself and 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. Take the time to read them, please. Paul talks about boasting in his weakness. But have a look for yourself that Christ may be exalted. Moving on quickly to the ninth point. Be honest about real life when you're preaching, about its problems, its perplexities, that sometimes we don't have answers. The things that happen in our lives. Read chapter 4, verse 8 to 12 of 2 Corinthians. See what he's talking about. We can't make promises, or just the promises of God, all the good things, the whole of what we preach. But also the commands, the expectations and requirements that God has of us, which somehow are now perceived as bad. Bad things come the way of Good people, even the best people, to Jesus, to Paul, to Peter, to John, everyone. And Paul says that we get chased, harassed, punished, look like we're dying. All sorts of things are happening. Paul doesn't hide that. Don't hide it from the people. We must preach the whole counsel of God, as Acts chapter 20, verse 27 tells us. We've got to... In Acts chapter 14, verses 21 and 20 to 22, it says this, that Paul went and strengthened and encouraged the new converts, the new church, uh, encouraged them to remain true to the faith. How? He says, we must go through much, many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, or much tribulation. And I wish I could read these scriptures to you, but if you're serious, you'll read them for yourself. Read 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 5 and 6, and chapter 6, verses 4 to 10. Read 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, about the trial of our faith. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 to 13, and Hebrews 12, 6 to 11. You know, whom the Lord loves, He disciplines. 
if he doesn't discipline us, we're not his true children. We've got to show people, preach the whole truth, be honest about life, its problems, its perplexity, the realities of life. And that is how, and this brings me to my next point, that's how resurrection life is released in and through us. He says in verse chapter 4, verse 10, so that the life, his life, Christ's life may be real, revealed. In verse 11, he says, so that the life of Jesus may be revealed. And then have a look at verses 14 through to 18. All of these talk about resurrection life. It's when we preach this way, being honest, with pure motives, relying on the Holy Spirit. That's when resurrection life is released in and through our life. Too few of God's people, including preachers, are living an actual resurrection life. We're living defeated lives, compromising lives, secret sins. Be honest about life, and then we'll see how resurrection life is released. And that, all these troubles and these tests and these trials reveal Christ in and through our lives, as the 15th verse says. They're producing so much good for time and eternity, as verse 17 tells us, and more and more people are being reached for Christ, as that 15th verse also says. So we need to preach with faith. As the 13th verse says of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, without faith, remember Hebrews 6 tells us, without faith it's impossible to please God. God wants to convince us that all of the word of God and all that he's promised and all he says is true in our hearts, in our own lives, by his spirit and our own experience of these truths. Allow him to do it. Respond to all that he allows to come your way. Romans 8, 18, Romans 8, 28 to 29. No matter what comes our way, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. That nothing can separate us from the love of God. In all things, God works together for good to them that love the Lord, to them which are the call. No matter what comes our way, God will turn it for our good. Preach with faith. Don't become despondent. Faith releases the power, activity, and involvement of God. Have a look for yourself at Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through to 17. And faith is what we need. And obedience just keeps the doors open for God to keep on working through us. So live for others, as the 15th verse says. And this is, I think, point 12. Ministry requires, demands, living for the good of others. Jesus was the perfect example. It demands sacrifice. It demands inconvenience. Even preaching demands sacrifice and inconvenience. It requires diligent study, preparation, in order for us to feed God's people with green grass and fresh bread, not stale stuff that we picked up from someone else, it requires sacrifice, inconvenience. And Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and you can read the, all of this 19 to 23, 1 Corinthians 9, 19 to 23. I'm just going to highlight this one little part. He says, I become all things to all men that I might win some. So look, this is... My point 13, we need to be looking for an increased harvest, making us willing to pay the price. 2 Corinthians 4, 15 to 18. And then have a look for yourself in the Amplified Bible at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 through to 21. Read it for yourself. So we need, next point, coming to an end now, this is my last one. We need to be daily renewed. There needs to be a daily renewal, which generally comes from spending time alone with God. That he may refresh us because he tells us although the outward is is uh, perishing the inward is being renewed refreshed remember what isaiah says 
youths grow weary, etc. But they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall rise up with wings like eagle. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Read the Amplified Bible, but read for yourself Isaiah 40 again, even if you know it. Read this from verse 28 to 31. Don't allow things, anything, to cause you to neglect your time alone with God every day while you're fresh. Spend time with Him while you're fresh and you're alert. The best time in praise, in prayer, looking at His promises, standing upon them, studying His precepts, His commands, His guidance, His wisdom, etc. And then be very quick to obey what He reveals to you. I'm trusting that God will make your life so much more fruitful, your ministry so much more fruitful. These things will help you to be more of an effective preacher where you look at people who came to Christ through your ministry and are being changed through your ministry in, when you preach and you see at last, not just these little pep talks that last for a few days a week. We want fruit that lasts.